welcome to Maxwell's Music Corner. This is our second episode, and I'm excited to be with you once again, here to bring you the latest music news, interviews, and keep you updated with everything music-related. I am your host, Maxwell Rincon, and I'm excited to be back with you all. For those who do not know me, I am a student at Ohio State and a DJ for Arouse Radio. I'm super excited today because I get to introduce you all to the Chicago-born singer-songwriter David Davis. You may recognize him from NBC's Songland 2020 or from his wonderful music. Please welcome David to the show. It is wonderful to have you. How are you doing and what have you been up to as of I'm late? great. Uh, it's wonderful to be here. Thanks for having me. I am just, like I said, really excited about the world opening back up uh, out here in LA and being able to book shows and get back on the road and do the thing I love the most. So I'm I'm in positive spirits. That's great to hear. I saw that you were able to perform your first show in over a year last week. How did that go and how are you missing live audiences? It was really, really cool. I I think I was a bit nervous beforehand just because, you know, the whole last year was don't breathe on me. Don't like get close to me. Don't um, don't be don't be nearby. So it's really nice the way that, you know, it's kind of like an old glove. You just fall back into it and and get back in and do your thing. And it it kind of feels like old times. That's great. Was everybody maskless? Where, where did you perform? At? So the band. um was fully maskless and the crowd had masks with them um yeah it was a private event and something that got canceled last year that got rescheduled for this year so it was really cool speaking of live shows i know you've done quite a few um what is one that would stand out as a really positive experience and another that was maybe more of a character building sure yeah so positive experience i think uh, one of my favorite performances was uh, my appearance on nbc songland i was on it last year i wrote a song um that was selected by ben platt for him to sing and that performance experience of both pitching the song and then doing the final version that was uh co-written with ryan tedder it was one of my favorite performances because i by the second time i did it i just felt so comfortable and excited and and like we were all there for the music and for and to find the best song possible so it just really everything just lined up and synced um in terms of character building, I did a three and a half month residency in Dubai. Quincy Jones is a club out there. And so I did five nights a week for three and a half months. Uh, I think it was like 73 shows, um, two hours a night. And that was very much character building, um, both having to get on stage in front of a, an audience of people from all over the world who speak different languages and present soul music and, and pop soul music to them. Um, and really getting to hone my craft and and just the muscle of performing every night for that long um, really built up my stamina mm -hmm. and my understanding of audiences and um, what songs go over best <laughs> for different types of people. Yeah. In terms of like finding your voice and getting, um, getting more experience, besides that, what is the biggest um, lesson you've learned from like touring and everything and stuff like that? Huh. That's a good question. Cause normally the answer is, you know, the stamina and finding your voice and developing your artistry. I think the biggest thing I've taken away is that although we have a lot of differences as people, we're all still searching for the same thing of being connected and feeling loved into love and that you go to these shows because you want to experience something as a community and as a group and um, have something you can share with somebody that you don't know at all, but you know that song or that artist and you enjoy that song and that artist. So you're like connecting. So, yeah. 
So I know you're um, in LA. I know you're originally from Chicago. I have family there too. I'm one, I'm curious. Uh, is there anything about LA that you wish had elements that was more like Chicago? Or is there anything that you're missing about that? The train. Chicago has an amazing transit system. Um, and LA is, is trying to catch uh-huh. up to that. <laughs> yeah. So the traffic out here is pretty gnarly. So a train would definitely, there is a train out here, but just doesn't go a ton of places yet. Um, but it would help a lot if it had that here. Gotcha. Gotcha. Do you have an opinion on what is the best pizza oh, in Chicago for me? It's Lou's. Wow. What's your take? Coming in with the hot questions. Um, so I think for me, it's Gino's East because they put up a restaurant in my, I'm like from the suburbs. So they put up a shop and it was the closest one to us as opposed to lose being 30 minutes away so my parents were always getting Gino's East and that's what I got used to from like third grade out so (laughs) I'll like never forget that first bite (laughs) and being like this is a lifelong affair yeah um what is are you a fan of the Chicago music scene is there anyone you think that deserves a little bit more Um, recognition from that I think there's a great group Lake Street Dive um that they're getting a lot of great recognition and I think deserve even more. They're really talented and uh, the lead singer has such a cool voice. And yeah. I've been listening to your new single a lot lately. I'm a big fan Thank of you. it. Congrats on that. What was it like making it? And what was uh, so which song in particular? Uh, Body High. I've also been listening okay. to others too. So yeah, that Body High was the most recent one. Um, my inspiration for that one some songs it'll be like you sit down and you and you have an intention of writing something um and after a while of writing i think things just start coming to you so i was dreaming one night i was on the road and i was in dc and i like had a dream that someone was singing it at me like the melody yeah um (laughs) and i woke up out of it like humming it and then at first made sure that it wasn't already a song and then like just it flowed out within 30 minutes um that morning and the my buddy who i was staying with in dc i called him and i was like hey come listen to this and he was like oh my god this is so sensual and i like this (laughs) um (laughs) definitely is that's awesome that is that is a wicked story i've heard of that in terms of songwriting i know you love to collaborate with like the same group of people what do they kind of bring to the studio that you may like lack or what would they compliment um, so I, I, for my artist stuff, I probably write most everything with my writing partner, Mitchell Rose. I've known him since I was, since he was a freshman in college. Um, we've had a long friendship and I think the best thing about him is that we were writing before I really had any, anything moving or going professionally, um, in my exploratory phases of figuring out what I wanted to make as an artist. Um, we were just making music for fun and we always get together and like, let's do this for fun. And he brings this energy of like, we have this history of friendship so you can say anything and bring up anything without fear of judgment and get the best song out possible. That's awesome. You went to, you, you went to Belmont with him, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. What, um, when you look back on your college days, what do you think of most fondly? A lot of people have college experiences where they like do is they call them kegs is that that's what they call them (laughs) the beer one like doing kegs and going to football games 
that was not Belmont. We would get bottles of wine and go to someone's house and like sing at each other and drink wine and play new songs for each other and dance. Um, and it was always awesome. just very creative and and kind of safe and and uh the people that i met from there through those experiences are some of my best friends to this day gotcha a bit little different from the dynamic at ohio state so it sounds pretty cool <laughs> i did one state school party in college and because my friend went to vanderbilt i uh. i could not have done that every weekend for four years that would have ruined my life i i'm not strong enough <laughs> So for those, I know a few people that are going to music school right now. What advice would you give to them? If you get a good opportunity outside of school, don't be afraid of leaving. That's the best advice. You can always go back. Um, this industry moves really quickly. And if it's the right opportunity and the timing is good for you to go and do it, just like go do it and get the on-hand experience of performing and being out there. That's the best school to me. I'm assuming you're speaking from experience. Did you take a Did you take a leave to kind of explore? I did. I took um I took a semester to do like a fourth of the credits that I was required. I I arranged it with the school, which was great that they let me do that. Um, and although that specific opportunity didn't really pan out the way I thought that it would, it did give me this like on hand experience of writing constantly. Um and being on the ground figuring out what it looked like to have a professional songwriting career um it was an internship type thing that really helped me like zoom in on what i wanted songwriting wise so in terms of songwriting um i know we were talking about that earlier where do you start in that process is it like with a melody or do you start with lyrics where does the song begin um so i i view creativity music ideas as this kind of visitation it's um actually something i adopted from elizabeth gilbert she has a book called big uh big magic and she kind of describes them as like these things that float above us that look for a host <laughs> and if you're like the one if, if they like you they'll come to you and if you facilitate an environment for them to be there then they'll come to you um, so sometimes it's in a dream. Sometimes I'll just like be walking and I'll just land. And if I'm open to like receiving it, then I'll record it and I'll, like be running on a treadmill and it'll come to me and I'll just record a little thing. And then eventually I'll sit at a <laughs> piano and figure out what that was and what it was trying to say. Um, and if the song comes out from there, then it does. And sometimes it doesn't want to. <laughs> sometimes it's kind of like, not <laughs> That's today. awesome. So you're a, a drop everything and yes. Get, drop everything and start writing yes absolutely especially when i'm about to fall asleep like i'll get an idea as soon as i'm about to conk out I'm like ah <laughs> record this with us and then pass out is there a certain time of the day or thing that you're doing what that sparks the most creativity for you usually talking with friends if i have a buddy over for uh coffee or if i go for a walk and i'm talking about my problems or the things that i'm excited about um I usually will come to a new conclusion and be like, oh, that's a title or that's a concept. I should like go do that. Yeah, that's really cool. I um, So I wanted to talk to you. I've read that you have been working on an album that's set to release mm -hmm. this year. Is there anything you can tell me about that? Is that still in the works? I know you've been dropping a lot of music in the past year. Yeah. So, um, so I, I was trying this new thing, um, putting out just five singles that are part of the album. 
um normally when i record music and record albums i do it all in like a week or two and then produce for a week and you or uh, produce for a few months but that's usually with like other musicians in the room and being able to be in the same room um so the music <laughs> the first five songs were all songs that were done virtually and were done apart from my musician friends and like co-produced and uh like playing a lot of the instruments and my other producer playing a lot of instruments and doing it like between the two of us. Um, so I think the first half of this album is very much single driven and like pinpointed. Whereas I think the second half of this album is going to be more open-ended and jammy and vibey and some emotional ballads because I had a breakup in COVID. So I'm like in my feelings. Yeah. That's what I could tell you. So I know that your last album, Everything is Live Instruments, Everything's Recorded in Studio, it sounds great. Are you exploring new sounds with this record? Um, or is it going to be an extension of what you you tried true methods? More of the latter. So the first half was was the virtual thing and and I'm really happy with what we got from that. Um and what that allows me for the second half is to walk in with kind of these blueprints of here's how the first five went and here's how I created them and how can we expand on this and make this like add the live elements back into it of each individual musician contributing ideas and being excited mm -hmm. about the song. Yeah. I know, so, I yeah. know that you're a big Stevie wonder fan. Mm. Um, aside from him, what would you say are some of your biggest musical inspirations? Um, so I, I love the old school thing, like Stevie, like you said, um, I think my favorite voice is Donny Hathaway and like the old school vibe. Um, I really love modern singers like Janelle Monae, uh, what, what she's doing with music and acting and, and also, uh, philanthropy. Um, it was a bucket list moment to work with Ryan Tedder. I'm really inspired by his songwriting and, and his I mean, he wears like all the hats, producer, writer, artist, philanthropist, family man. Like he just, yeah. So I, I'm, I was really excited to work with him and, and to, um, and to do that. Who else do I really like? There's a new band called Muna that I'm obsessed with. Okay. I don't know if you've heard of them. They, what do they make? Um, it's this like synth pop, little rock influence, electro vibes with some nineties to it that's the best way i would describe it um and the lead singer is such a good singer um and the tracks are all just yeah you should listen to them very amazing i will give them h i will listen to them for sure so you were talking to me about ryan tedder i wanted to ask you um i know you were talking about how it was an interesting experience on songland what was it like knowing that you were performing for such established people such as himself and that your, your music was going to be critiqued by them um it definitely it definitely helps that i i'm a bit of a like i process things a bit delayed so when i go into rooms like that i don't really realize what's happening i'm just like doing what i love to do and then once i walk out or maybe a week later it'll hit me like oh my god and honestly it, it's a necessity because you don't want to you want to be about the music right and you want to be about um pursuing the thing that you love and at the end of the day you can tell that every person that i was singing for in that room still loves music and wanted to just create the best possible song so they made it so comfortable and safe and and easy to be in and were excited um and once i finished filming it wasn't until after the show uh 
finished filming that I was like, what did I just do? <laughs> that was amazing. That was crazy. You know, I respect that. I am completely the opposite way with nerves. I have everything up until that moment. And when I get into it, I don't, I don't feel phased by it. That's interesting to hear. <laughs> yeah. I, I came up um, doing a lot of theater like in high school and early mm-hmm. college. Um, and I remember one of my teachers being like, the casting agent wants you to be good. They want to find their next big singer. They like want you to be excellent. They're not sitting there being like, oh, I hope we get someone to come in who's terrible and like just completely messes up. So when I go, go into rooms like that, I'm just like, they want you to be good. They want they want to find the best song. So of course. just do that. <laughs> just do that. <laughs> It'll be fine. No, definitely. Definitely, definitely. So you're talking about um, your past, like teachers, um, family members, anyone who is, who have been some of the most uh, inspirational people in your life and who do you turn to in times of need? So I'm one of eight kids and all of those people, adults, not kids, <laughs> um, they are my tribe. Like they they all have something individually unique about them that I love and that I can go to for specific things. Um, and so I, I just have to say my, my siblings, my mom and dad are awesome too. Um, but my, my siblings are my rock. Yeah. Well, it must be great knowing that you can, you can go visit them all now without any fear. So, um, yeah, what would you that'll say? be really, really nice. Yeah, I'm sure it is. I have obviously Songland champion, massive accomplishment. To you personally, what would you say is your biggest accomplishment to this point? I w- there was a moment maybe two years ago where I realized that the thing that I wanted to do at 17 was happening. Um, I was touring and doing residencies and, and, and developing a following and fans for my music. And the thing I wanted to do when I was 17 was to make a living off of performing and to connect with people through my music and whatever scale that's on is whatever that is. But at the heart of it, I think that's what's always kind of guided me is, wow, I'm already doing the thing I wanted to do. So so just keep doing it and see how many more people you can reach and see how many more stages you can sing on and see how many more people you can connect to and let the rest come from there. So that feels like a success to me is, um, is as that. a performer, as a, excuse, what's something about yourself that you wish people would recognize? You? I don't know. I kind of feel like when I perform that people kind of get it. I'm silly a lot. But silly to the point of and maybe they could more recognize that I'm being 100% myself so that they'll have permission to be 100% of themselves. Um, and I, I think there's no amount of like showcasing that that um, isn't good. Like I, as long as people feel comfortable when they're in my presence at a show and like, wow, look at this guy just doing him. I wonder if I could also just do me and feel good about that. That's... Mm-hmm. That's what I wish. Very excited. I've watched um, clips that you put on social media. I think you definitely have a very positive, fun presence while you're performing. Excited to see that when you go on tour some more. It's been wonderful talking to you. Would you like to leave the audience with any positive thought or anything? Uh, Let's see. Keep your head up because we are 
close to the other side of yes, we are <laughs> of something really traumatic and you know process as you need to and if you need music to get you through it come by and listen to what i have to say and i promise it'll give you a good time and help you reflect and process <laughs> we want to thank everyone for giving maxwell's music corner a listen today it would mean a lot if you guys would leave us a review on itunes or share us on social media if you guys want to check out our guest today david's music is on all streaming platforms and you can be on the lookout for his upcoming album future fortune Thank you.